This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. It is me, Kyle, yet again with the ever-present Jesse. Mm-hmm. Hello. And today we're going to talk about a different lizard than we talked about last time, or the same lizard. I am not sure that there's a difference. Well, that'll be interesting. So the, the technicality, I guess, in the difference is this is dragons. We're going to talk about dragons. Dragons. What, what do you have for a description, Jesse? There is no denying that dragons are part of our culture and many cultures, but are they really just mythical beasts? Oh, such an appropriate tag, mythical beasts. Do we know where to find them? There's a movie out we should all go see. Mythical oh. beasts and where to find them. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. That just went right past me. That's funny. So good. good. That was very, very apt, apt description, Mister Human. Have you seen it? No, I need to see it. I'm mm-hmm. behind because of the baby thing. Behind on that, I haven't seen Rogue One yet. It's just, oh, yeah. I'm a I bad sci-fi one. nerd. Rogue One was good. I did see ah, that. See, you beat me to that too, man. If it wasn't for my brother, I wouldn't have gone. That's like the only movie I've seen. In theaters, yes, in theaters. Did you yeah. not watch? You watched? You watched one of our recent topics? I forget. I was like shocked that you had seen it. Oh yeah, I watched Ant Man. That's and, what it was. And I watched um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Ah, that was the other one. Yeah, good. So this is uh, here we are. One week from the day of which we are recording this is Christmas. Yes, if you so choose to celebrate. Yeah, which we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, before it was I, uh, am I working that day? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. But uh, we are grateful that, uh, fortunately, I, I am not working again this year. So Yeah, me too. You know, it's always mm-hmm. kind of, you kind of wait with, with bated breath, even though, like, I'm not, there's no reason why I would have to work on that day. I still kind of waited for the schedule to come out. And yep. Fingers crossed. Okay, I got it off. I'm just I'm just afraid something bad's going to happen and it's going to be like unavoidable. Yeah, and I'll have yeah. to be there because I can't do anything. Like I don't. <laughs> so it's a, like less likely, even more less likely than you for me to have to be there. But I still worry about it. It's like this weird conditioning mm-hmm. I've got. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. did you get your Christmas shopping done at the very least? Mm. Got to be careful how loud I say this. Oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Well. But- I need to pick something up. There's ah. something that needs to be picked up, but it has been purchased. You're wait. So. You wait. I guess he's wearing headphones, but his wife is nearby, so that's why he's talking so cryptically. She did go in the other room, but I, I just had to look around and see, make sure that she wasn't. Got to do the double take. Make sure there's no sneaking ears. Yeah. 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 I. I. This is. This might be the most on top of it I've been since I met my wife, like nice. eight years ago. This is. It's ridiculous how early I got things. So you're done. I'm, huh? I'm going to call it done and wrapped and under the tree, but I, you know. Wow, wrapped and I'm, under the tree. That's I keep, I mean, but see, because I'm done so early now, I'm second guessing. It's like, did I get her enough? Did I get her the right things? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Because she does all the hard stuff, like the trying to shop for my parents and oh, yes. trying to figure out what to get, like her brother. Oh, man. Becky I don't have to do it. That is, I'm eternally grateful for that. Seriously. Because I, I can't figure it out. I can't even devote brain cycles to what I want half the time. Right. I have to keep a list online as the year goes on, like with links and everything, and I just text mm-hmm. that to anybody who asks me what I want to yeah. try to keep it easy. But I can't even devote brain cycles to what I want, much less what my parents want. Right, because you have to keep your, your Christmas list to the affordable stuff, at least. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I like try to, I try to give like a uh, – some, some, well, the list is also for me just to like remind myself where I found the object mm-hmm. of, my, of my affection. Right. Uh, at so that, always, that point in time. So I always like, go with the, uh, if you really know me, you'll know what I want. Ooh. <laughs> Which is... That's a cop-out cop answer. Serious. But, but, you know, at least, at least you know, and you give an answer, and, you, you know, a little guilt with your answer, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you're, re- you're ready to go, though. Like, I mean, it, do you think your, your youngest, like, does she, know, does she fully grasp what goes on yet? No, or no. Not, uh, I don't think so. We actually had to she, buy get we had to buy gifts for the baby so that my three year old doesn't freak out. That's yes, we did that last year. Okay, so that's a real thing. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, 
I thought my wife was just pulling a fast one on me trying to buy, buy the no, baby yeah, stuff. Penny was three last year, and she would have, she wouldn't have understood. Yeah, we yeah. had to do stuff yeah, in the stockings true. and everything too. It's mm-hmm. like it seems senseless, but I mean, my wife was good about it. She like took some of the Lincoln's toys down and wrapped them up and put it in, in Reed's stocking, the baby. Mm, perfect. So yep. it was like, okay, well, you didn't spend a ton of money on things, but some of it was like, wait a second, this is new stuff. <laughs> Uh, anyway so yeah so so your youngest knows what's going on so she's she's I don't know if she knows what's going on but she knows about she knows about mine Ooh. so that's fun that's a new no yeah that's probably a reason to have her have her own gifts right there <laughs> valid yeah. yeah and she likes the lights she's ah. like, she calls them heights so she she goes around, and she knows the lights on our house are our lights. So she uh-huh. goes, "Where are my heights? Where are my heights? Where are my heights?" Since so we go outside, ah, my heights. And then she like, it's funny because you can like see the little wheels turning, and she goes, "Our heights, there's our heights." And she's like, "Daddy heights, there's daddy heights." That's heights. so sweet. <laughs> she like trying to figure out what the ownership is. She likes the it's lights. Everybody's heights. Yeah. <laughs> it's Puck's heights. <laughs> Has yeah. she pulled that one yet? No. No, I don't think he owns anything to her. I mean, <laughs> or to Penny for that matter. <laughs> yeah. That might be true. Okay. Well, anyway, I hope it's a good Christmas for you. We're, we're not airing an episode next week, I, as far as I can tell. Not planning to. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm sure. Sure as hell not planning on sitting in the garage on my computer at this hour next week. No. I, I hope no, you readily be readily passed Eve. out. This will be Santa time. Yeah. I don't think I'll be passed out. Wait, Christmas Eve? We no, it'll be Christmas like night. Big, we always do the whole, like, the tree is the same when you go to bed, and then when you wake up in the morning, it's like, blah, presents. Nice. Do you guys do that, or do you put you just put your presents under the tree now and... Actually, from my perch in the garage right here, I have a bunch of presents underneath a drip cloth. Oh, okay. So you're doing this. Okay. Yes. Cool. Well, yeah, we we do. Because we leave. So we have one gift out there for him for that was like mailed here from a relative, mm-hmm. and all he has done in the last week is point at that gift every five <laughs> minutes. That one's mine. That one's mine. Because he can like recognize his name now. He doesn't okay. like know how to read it, but he knows it's his name. Yeah. So he points at it like all the time, like touching it as if like, ah, oh, can I touch it now? It's like, no, you still can't touch it. But as if like one of the times we're going to be like, yeah, boy, open it and jump on it. But like, no, it's hilarious. (laughs) And he forgets like when we go, oh, it's almost time to open. Like it's almost Christmas. He goes today. We go, no, 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 not today. (sighs) He has no concept of like immediacy at all. Everything is everything is now. Yeah. Penny asks every day. Is tonight the day that Santa's going to come and bring new presents? (laughs) Every (laughs) single day. Is it tonight? He actually he got up right before I came out here and uh, and asked if it was tonight. This is the first like for, this is the first time he's gotten out of bed and asked us uh-huh. if it was the night. But. Yeah, I was telling my wife on the way home. We went to see some you know the Christmas light drive thing. Oh yeah. And we got home and I was telling my wife like this might be the first year that Penny's too excited to sleep. Oh no. Yeah, I it's think it's over. If we tell her yes, it's tonight because she asks every single day. So she's right. going to ask on the Christmas Eve, and we'll have to say, yeah, it's tonight. You know, I don't think she'll be able to. We, we have one of those, like, toddler locks for our door for his room for mm. when he gets out of bed too much. We're probably just going to preempt it and put that on his door. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. The, the, the joys of fatherhood. Yeah. Okay. So for everybody else who's fast-forwarded through all that. Yeah, seriously. We're going to start talking real real stuff now. That real, was, legit, non-mythical That was non-mythical 10 minutes. <laughs> Gosh! I hope you all love our kids. We're that I mean, podcast now. Oh, I know. Turned into exactly what we were trying not to be. If Jimmy was here, he would have kept us on task. Well, <laughs> come back, Jimmy. Okay, so dragons. Totally real, totally awesome. Not even impossible. Okay, what are we talking about next week? Uh, Christmas. Oh, okay. I don't know. What are we talking about? Anyway. No, you see, no, you've disputed this. That you, you dispute this. There, there are no. I dispute this. I, are dragons impossible? Who knows? 
Let's let's dive in. Yeah. Do you think? Okay. What What's your initial response to dragons before you did any research or any reading about what other people think? That's actually that's an interesting question, Jesse. I actually did think about it before I looked anything up. So for me, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with the dinosaur thing. For me, my only well, so I should say first off, I think that dragons are just a misunderstanding for dinosaurs. Like we we know dinosaurs existed the way they are, uh, or the way they you know the way they we find them in the ground. Yeah. So like because we're con- you know consistently have a depiction of them. If you look at dragons, really the only difference is they may or may not breathe fire, and they may or may not fly. Um, and even if they had wings, scaly wings of any sort, I mean, it could be no different than an ostrich or, uh, you know, a penguin. Be like, well, this is a bird-like thing that just doesn't fly. Um, so my first, my initial perception of this was like, okay, I'll bet you something like a dragon existed, but, like, a lot of the cultures where this, like, is really, really, really embedded in the historical aspects of the culture, like the, the um, Eastern Asian mm-hmm. uh, countries, that it's like, it could be an embellishment. And so it might have just been, like, if, if, if you presume that dinosaurs and humans lived at, around the same time, or at least there was some overlap similar to that, then, like, I could totally see a human, like, you know, exaggerating a dinosaur into being this, oh, it was flying, you know, like, like the, the, the typical, like, person in the south that we put on the news like oh he was flying around and shooting fire out of his mouth (laughs) like i don't know maybe maybe that's how maybe that's how it came to be maybe not but that was my initial perception is like oh probably wasn't what we think of as dragons today but it was probably some lizard thing yeah and we i mean we certainly have dragon looking things nowadays like the komodo dragon and um there's that tiny one that i found i ended up finding it yeah i think it's not in your research or Oh no, it wasn't okay. It wasn't mine. Yeah, you, Either way, that was my initial perception. It was the one titled "Dragons Are Real" or something. No, dragons exist. Five facts you yeah, didn't yeah, know. Yeah, dragons exist, which is yeah. great. That's that's a good article that I'll bring up again later. But uh, what was your initial perception? I didn't. I did not think about that dinosaur connection. Although, uh, now that I've done some research, it seems like that's the prevailing theory. Okay. But let's see. What was mine? I don't know. I was kind of a blank slate on this one because uh, I mean we've mentioned growing up that we both grew up kind of uh, religiously conservative Bible yeah. Bible reading uh, household and stuff. Yes. And so there's that passage in Job where he talks about uh, the Leviathan. Right. A lot of people think that's the dragon. I mean, it sounds like it could be. The, you know the the scales and the armor plates on the back and the the fire breathing and like right. that whole thing. So I guess you kind of. I mean, I never. I really. I honestly hadn't thought about dragons in a long time. And I thought I, you know, I was examining my my own preconceptions, and I I just kind of thought I thought okay, so somewhere way back there was something like that, and you know, it just got you know the, the myth kind of. Uh, you know what do, did what myths do, and they kind of grew and expanded. And, right. You know, well, I mean, it's like any game. He's a dragon, but any game of telephone, right? Like you mm-hmm. could get the details screwed up, but the base creature looks the same. Yeah. The only other thing I thought about before I started reading about it was the way that it's so pervasive across every culture. I know, almost, right? You know, so many. I don't. I don't want to say every, but so many cultures in the world. Well, no, I mean, you get, like, the like the Japanese and Chinese, like, ancient mm-hmm. culture, and then, yeah. like, ancient Anglo-Saxon culture had, like, almost identical descriptions. You kind of wonder, it's like, okay, yeah. and then even those after. cultures didn't really overlap for quite some time, so it's not like they could have corroborated each other's stories, mm-hmm. but... And there's even, once I started reading it, you find out there's even, like, uh, Peruvian dragons from back before they contacted Western culture, and African dragons from before... See, and that's like, it, like that's actually oh, what in the that's it's funny that you mentioned like like Peruvian like Peruvian culture. So if you, if any of you, I mean, you'd have to go back to our Jurassic Park episode because I don't remember if I said it then. But it's funny that that's actually a good underlying like preface for the Jurassic Park novel is that they're talking about in Costa Rica these like there's this ancient um, like story about 
what I think they actually refer to them as dragons in that story, but I could be wrong. But like, basically they describe these dinosaurs that like eat babies in their cribs and stuff. And it still happens to this day. And it's like this somewhat borderline conspiracy in Costa Rica. Uh, and that's what leads into the story uh, about Jurassic park. And it references it several times about like natives in the, in the forest, like the forest area, foresty areas and mountains, like seeing things like velociraptors and stuff like that. And a lot of that stuff is like, based on research Michael Crichton did to write the book that kind of like gave some credence it gave it gave a story more believability so mm-hmm. it's interesting that you mentioned that the Peruvians had like a dragon like dragon lore yeah because I, I think all of yeah. us western like western wise like we typically think of like Knights of the Round Table like Middle Ages oh, type so. yeah I mean at least I do that's my it's either that or like you know Mushu the Dragon from the Mulan movie yeah you know, it's like it's an ancient Chinese like lore, I guess. So I, I mean, like, but as as you said, like there are from like three very vast, differently point, different geographical points in the world and in history. There's a pretty like pretty even story about dragons. Like, I, I mean, do they all fly or do they all breathe fire, or is there some overlap across all three of them that you could tell? I didn't think the uh, the the Chinese dragons or you know any of the ones from Asia. Breathe dragon or fly, or breathe fire or fly. I, I thought that's... they breathe fire, but maybe I'm missing something. I'll look it up. They are so different, though, because they're they're kind of seen as benevolent and representing nature and and harmony and stuff. Uh huh. In China, and you know, all the when I say Chinese dragon, it kind of I'm meaning to encompass all the the Japanese Eastern, and the Korean, yeah. the the Vietnamese, and all the all the cultures in East Asia that have dragons. Whereas in, yeah. in Europe, they're almost always seen as evil and kind of a representation of evil and sinfulness and uh, an obstacle to be overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are That's correct. Really no, f- no fire breathing in the Eastern Asian cultures. And you're right about their, but the, the view on the benevolence, not that you needed some confirmation on that. They saw the Chinese dragon I mean, as a. As I'm a, looking at Wikipedia right now. Hey, me too. <laughs> the, the definitive de facto source. Hey, man! If there's like if there's a superscript number next to it, I call it good. I mean, like when I was writing papers for for my for my college degree, that's it's like, well, I'm not going to tell the professor I got this on Wikipedia because I ain't no fool. But the footnote tells me that there's a real source here, so it, it yeah. must be true. You know. I always just treated it like a regular encyclopedia. I mean, when when I was going right to college, Wikipedia wasn't really a thing, but the encyclopedia was. And, we and those still, are just regular people writing it with an editor. We weren't, we weren't allowed to cite that as a source either. <gasps> I wouldn't know. Yeah, I did horrible in, in high school, so I couldn't. I mean, I was using the internet in high school, but only because it was new, and I could get to it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm digressing. I wasn't, I wasn't using it in high school. I barely used it in college. See, but that's why you're so, like, actual book smart. No. And, no. and I have to look things up on Wikipedia. I refute that. Hey, I was, I was <laughs> the one who just said I was on it. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. But Wikipedia okay, is so, only good for, like, colloquial knowledge. Like well, it's, the, good. it's good for confirm, like, it's good for confirmation bias, I guess. Like, it's good to, like, either dispel or encourage that. At the very least, like, I mean, we just looked it up to see if there was anything about fire breathing. And they're actually the only thing I could find on the page was that Europeans believed that the Chinese thought that the dragons were like weather controlling, benevolent, you know, uh, entities, I suppose. Yeah. So, like, I mean, but to the point of fire breathing, is that even a thing? Like, could a creature actually like we don't have that in nature now, do we like? There's not creatures that are going around spewing fire, or there's not even like you know the dinosaur from Jurassic Park that spits the acid. Like, that's not really a thing, right? Well, it's interesting. Uh, there was this this article called "Dragon Meaning and Symbolism" that I was just reading like 51 minutes ago or so. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it had a. It was it's mostly about symbology and the, the different symbolisms in different cultures for dragons surrounding uh-huh. dragons. But okay. it does have this little excerpt in it that is, Lay it on me. It's pretty interesting. 
It says, uh, some anthropologists believe that fire-spitting creatures are a real possibility. Animals with chambers for gases such as methane and a way to rub stones together in a large gizzard could conceivably breathe fire. Bombardier beetles, for example, spit vaporized acid out of their abdomens. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's intense, man. That is. If I see any intense. animal do that, I am just going to think I'm high. <laughs> or at least hope I'm high. <laughs> that's crazy. The bombardier beetle thing isn't as... It's not as sensational as, as you're imagining, though, I'm pretty sure. I've seen I, it's video that, it sounds it. pretty it's, sensational. It's just kind of a little... I don't know. <laughs> it's you should look up a video of it. It's not that it's not that great. <laughs> what is it called again? What's the I can't how do you spell Bomb, it? Bombardier. B O M B A R D I E R. You know, like a bombardier. Oh yeah. I, I totally. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll post this video to the we'll, we'll post it to the um the website. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's worth seeing, I guess, but it's not as spectacular as you're hoping it will be. Man, like so, it's not like it is in the movie with the the dinosaur spitting at Dennis Nedry right in the face. It's not like a, it's not like a flamethrower kind of fire. Man, that would be so. That'd be badass. <laughs> if only. Would be pretty cool though, right? Okay, so they like so we we've we've proven here proven there is a nature that animals can spit things. Can they spit fire though? That's just acid. Not that that's anything to shake a stick at, but yeah. like, like you're saying that, like if there was, you know, gas chambers in the like nasal cavities or something of these lizards, that's what, and that's what this article says. But it's not even a scientific source. I don't know. That seems know outlandish. Really that's a stretch. Like, what are you gonna? In my like opinion. your mouth is gonna just you're gonna burn your mouth. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I guess if they were suited for it, but like. Like, I think it's a stretch. I don't think that's a good explanation. But like, how would you okay. even evolve that trait? Well, right, and from right. what, and, and to yeah, what, and for what? Yes. Good I mean, like maybe. May, if well, you can I mean, fly too. and you have huge, massive teeth and claws, you don't really need another tactic. Why, why do you need to spit fire too? Yeah, I don't know. To scare the Europeans, Jesse. Come on. <laughs> that would certainly I, do it. But I mean, like, does that does the. If I remember right, the Komodo dragon is deadly because of its saliva. Yeah, that's right. It does have... And its mouth doesn't have... Like, its mouth is immune to its own toxins. So, I mean, is that a thing? I guess so. I mean, I guess you could, like... The fire could be that way. Yeah. I read that... um, Interesting about the Komodo dragon, that the... It's just... It's like the rancid meat from the last meal is what makes the, the acid... Is that crazy? Yeah. That's just so, like... Oh, man, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well... Anyway, okay, so that, I mean, like... Flame-throwing dragons, not a thing. If they could breathe fire at all, it's probably not, like, not what we're thinking. What, uh, what about flight, though? Like, is that a thing? Uh, Not, not on that scale. I mean, we've talked about, we've talked about flight before at a couple different times on our, on our journeys through impossibility. And, so it's uh, much. It's it's like it's simple at times and very difficult at other times. And I, yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion this is one of those difficult times. This is one of those difficult times. I knew it. So you know the, the California condor, and I didn't oh, know this yes. before today. So what's the wingspan? Like nine feet. I just know it's a big bird. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure anybody could look it up who's curious. But okay. now that I said it, are you going to? Okay. No, I, well, I can, yeah. Yeah, I yeah go for it. So the thing is, the the California condor can't actually start flying from the from the ground. Yes, okay. Kinda, it has to jump off of something. So I guess it has to climb up to a hill or a tree or. <laughs> I, and I didn't know. Hang this. on, I'm going to escape you. I'm going to escape you, predator. Just, just wait while I climb this tree. <laughs> and then it would fly. So ridiculous. So, and this this guy. Uh, from something you posted on here, the question on Quora. Yes. Doctor, doctor, or other. Said uh, this he's is a from consequence. UC Berkeley, though, so he's like you know, doctor in quotes, right? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm <laughs> only said, joking. He says Please this is the consequence of the physics calculation of how much air you have to push downwards to support weight. As you get bigger, the weight increases as the cube of the dimension, but the strength of the muscle 
depends on the cross-section, increases only as the square. So he's saying as large animals, the larger you get, the less efficient flight is. Right. Well, I mean, so, that's the problem with ostriches, right? It's like even if they... Even if they manage to like flap their wings enough to get some like lift, they're not going to get very much lift. Mm-hmm. I mean, Which, that's why like the big jumbo jets need a lot more runway because they have to go lateral at a certain speed in order to even get enough like air velocity underneath the wingspan. Yeah, that's my understanding of it, at least. There's a lot. So, I mean, like, there's I a could, lot to flight, but yeah. I, that, I could yeah. see that being the case for, like, why, like, I mean, it makes sense, when you say it like that, like, it makes sense that the condor, which, by the way, it's 10.17 feet uh, oh, is yeah. the wingspan it's, of a condor. Um, a but, like, it makes sense why they have to, like, go up onto something and, like, they have to glide, essentially, mm-hmm. is because they need, like, I don't know, the, the takeoff space, I suppose. So, I mean, and they're not light birds by any stretch of the term, either. No, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it. Thirty pounds. Yeah. Thirty pounds 30, for 30 pounds. like it's anywhere from nine to ten, eight point nine nine to ten point one seven feet, and heavier, reaching up to eleven to fifteen kilograms, twenty four to thirty three pounds for males, and seventeen to twenty four pounds for females. And that's that is the largest. I mean, that's not that big as you consider the wingspan well, is, but the body, you know, the weight. That's as big as a child. Right. Right, so, I mean, it's like my, my kid weighs a little bit, my three-year-old weighs a little more than that, but that's like, yeah, you're right. Like if you, I mean, if we gave him 10 foot wings, I could push him off the house, I guess, but not necessarily terrorizing the countryside. No, 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 no. Not burninating it. That's for certain. (laughs) Yes. First Trogdor reference. (laughs) First of many people. First of many. So, um, Okay, so that's definitely European, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Anglo Saxon through and through. Um, So, the. So, okay, so they technically can't breathe fire, theoretically, and they probably couldn't fly, at least not to the degree that we think they could. Like, what about. There's that tiny dragon I saw in my research. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About dragons existing, the. Let's see. Draco Volan. Draco. Draco. Volans or flying dragons is a species of the genus Draco, meaning dragon in scientific terms. The species has many features similar to the legendary dragons we've heard about. It is capable of gliding flight, much like the condor. Mm-hmm. It is carnivorous, being a reptile, and it lays eggs. The recorded maximum length of this species is around 23 centimeters. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. That, There's a picture. That's, that's, that's true. Cottages be hidden. This dragon is going to get you. It's hand sized. It, it's yeah, like, like yeah, that the it's wingspan's like the barely like, time. like you could hold your middle finger underneath it, underneath the entire wingspan. It's yeah. like not that big. Yeah, this guy's and thumbs he are... still can't fly. He's it this guy glide. that's holding it in the picture. He's trying not to obscure the wing, the wings by and his he's, thumbs. He's not not doing a great job. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's not. That's the closest thing to like a flight, a flighty, flighty <laughs> to a flighty. <laughs> reptilian thing that exists now yeah. I mean even if you scale that up we like I mean the physics doesn't change in theory I mean maybe with a heavier atmosphere it's easier but it doesn't make it like right. a thing you know so I'm just still not I'm not seeing so I'm not seeing I don't know about you Jesse I'm not seeing the fire being believable I'm not seeing the flight being believable so do do dragons of any shape or size terrorize well, they, the 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 yeah, peasants right. with the thatch roof cottages. <laughs> Burn, burninating people, and we're gonna put that on here too. <laughs> if none of you know what Trogdor is, you you will find out. <laughs> so good. Uh, I put that in there. I don't know why. I don't know why I put that in this heading. Uh, but it just seemed like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, so here, follow my train of thought here. Okay, it, lay it on me. There's, there's hardly any animals that we think of as good or bad animals, right? Animals are just kind of neutral. Even in, well, I guess there's some animals in, in like mythology or, or um, fables that we kind of associate honesty, you know, certain character traits with. Sure. But still they're not... You know, sometimes you 
sometimes a fox is okay, you know, right? And a bear is all, you know, sometimes okay and whatever. But right. dragons are always like the epitome of the worst, most evil, at least in the in the European sense, in the European writings and, and myths. There's no redeeming traits about a dragon. It's always out to get you. It's always in your way. It always has what you want. Right. So what, like, but it's but it's so, the exact, like, it's what... It's unrealistic, so, so we've already talked about how, like, the, the Eastern Asian culture, like, finds them to be mostly benevolent. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, controlling the weather and things like that. Yeah, or yeah. at least to be the cause of the weather and things like that. What did the Peruvians think of it? Did you find, like, was it... I mean, was there any, like attitude listed in that research or was it just kind of Um, like a I have it I have it let's see I didn't actually here's something let's see what we got didn't have a lot on the Peruvian dragon just kind of stuck out to me that there was something from the new world yeah that's Right, that's dragons. not, and that's not a place I would think that there would be that kind of folklore. I mean, mm-hmm. other than like what I, you know, I I didn't even connect that to Jurassic Park till you said that. Uh, yeah. and I've read the, read that book far too many times. Uh, they're not no this article. I mean, well, what was your what was your impression then? Like when you were reading the article, like was it or was it? They're just neutral altogether. It, it seems pretty neutral. It's just on a piece of pottery. I don't know if they really know much about it yeah is it a stretch that it's a dragon like did you see a picture of the pottery yeah it's it's got claws and uh, looks menacing (laughs) there's a little there's something like a wing maybe okay claws fangs so at the very least like it looks a little like a carnivorous carnivorous and uh, and flighty yeah perhaps yeah Okay, so it I mean, kinda, like it kind of looks more like, like the theory. So we didn't really talk about where dragons come from. Where oh yeah, like you had an article here on the natural history of dragons. Like, where, yeah, there's some where cool did you get? Stuff. What did you find from that? There was uh, <clears throat> so the like we were saying when we were talking earlier, the uh, the the going theory, the currently accepted theory, is that. Uh, dragons came from, and I guess it was, and I guess what we're expected to believe is that each culture kind of found dinosaur bones and said, oh man, this is like, this pelvis bone is like what a bird would have. So this right. must have been from a flying beast. You know, and look at this long, you know, skinny backbone. And look at this, uh, these bones, they're stone. Man, Maybe this thing could breathe fire. You know what I'm saying? Like they just right, they found the bones and they just kind of extrapolated. You know they didn't it was they didn't thing. know you know scientific processes like we know now of fossilization and and they didn't have any way they didn't have a fossil record like we have to to uh, know about dinosaurs and things like that. So I don't know the the well. I guess the pelvis bone. The guy that that uh, wrote the article said that and pointed out that ancient humans were more likely to know what bones did and how they interacted with other bones in in the bodies of various animals because they were their own butchers, right? And that modern people don't really think about that because they don't have to, right? No second not, thought given. Not presented with it on a daily basis, but right. I don't know. It seems kind of a stretch for me that they would see a, a pelvic bone of a dinosaur and think, oh, this is a flighted animal. Right. I always thought that was inter- an interesting like theory. I mean, like, there's not much, of, not much from my perspective to ref- refute that, mm-hmm. but I also don't think that there's enough evidence to support it in any way. Yeah. I mean, there's, that, that, any, that any of them flew natively, at least. When you're talking about about conjecturing of what an ancient society believed. It's <laughs> right. just, no. The other thing I, I, like, I, I found interesting, sorry. Do you no, that's all right. No, 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 go, go right ahead. Uh, so you and I have been listening to that uh, English, History of English podcast, right? 
I'm like four episodes behind, but yeah, yeah, you, I've been so listening. But to you're it. getting the gist of, especially the early episodes when he talks about the Indo-European language. Oh yeah, and how the whole process where they they can, even though we don't have any examples of that first Proto-European, Proto-Indo-European uh, dialect or the the essentially the root language of of uh, like all the European languages, the Romance languages, Germanic, right. um, uh, the, the Sanskrit languages in India, and Persian. And yeah. All those, all those having come from the same, you know, group of people that started migrating around the, the Eurasian steppes back in, you know, pre, way prehistory. Yeah. So what he's kind of saying is, the theory among linguists is that you you can take these words and kind of trace their their roots all the way back, and we can piece together a Proto-European or Proto-Indo-European language. Yeah. Based on, I mean, it's really it's complicated, right? But and I'm not explaining it very well. Well, so, I, I'll I'll link to the podcast if anybody really cares yeah. to go back that far. And like, first, I mean, to me, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating study of the history of English. But if really you're not nice. interested in, in um, uh, what is the term? If you're not interested in the origin of words, there's really, it's it's going to be a lot of information. Or if you're interested in Anglo-Saxon history in any stretch, right? It is, uh, or it's Germanic history for that matter too. It's very yeah, chronological. It's, it's, he is he has done a lot of. There's a lot of effort put into this. It's very polished information, and it's done very chronologically so if you i mean if you care about any of those things about germanic history anglo-saxon history it's it like it's centered around english but like it covers so much about the beginning of the beginning Mm. of human like human society especially the the first couple episodes talk a lot about that and uh, the way that the language develops but uh, you know in literature we kind of have this too if we don't have uh you don't have the actual source document of something, but you have copies of it. You take the differences and you kind of throw them out, and you you boil down the similarities, and you say, okay, this these things must have been in the original document because they all all these other sources copied off of that, right? And then added some of their own. So that I mean, when I when you think about dragons being present in all cultures, don't you kind of think like, okay, at some point when, you know, maybe very extremely far back in, in human history were there, was there something that that everybody took with them as they started to expand out from Samaria or wherever, you know, the cradle of the Fertile Crescent, wherever. The fertile we, Crescent, yeah. Where, where we all started and started to you know, disseminate was there something there because now all these cultures have dragons or something dragon like what what was it I mean is that right is that too far uh, too far a stretch or or am I supposed to believe that every culture picked up dragon or picked up dinosaur bones and said oh wow you know and, and extrapolated, extrapolated the dragon same, the same yeah thing. right well I mean it's the, it's the thing I said about the like I mean, regardless of where you stand on biblical history, like there, pretty much every culture, every ancient culture has a story about a global flood in it. There's different reasonings behind it and different stories behind it, but like almost every culture has it, and they all place it at relatively the same points in history. So it's like really hard to like not. It's really hard to like like I said, but believe what you want about the Bible. It's really hard to not actually take that for something though, because it exists in so many like spread out cultures, like you. You had said South American cultures, which is, as you had referred to as the New World, it's like that 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 would be incredibly outlandish for an Anglo-Saxon, uh, well, I can't say Anglo-Saxon, but for like, for, for an, I, I, I don't know, a story that's prevalent in England to also be just as prevalent in South America at that point in time. Like, it's just not, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um at least in, I mean, in my opinion, from my studies of it, that's, it's just not a thing. Like you can't really like the, it would be as outlandish as them extrapolating the exact same thing from dinosaur bones. It's either there, there's some truth to the story 
or it wasn't wasn't that far of a stretch. It was a very leading leading logic that led led them to believe in similar, you know, dragony type things. But I mean, like if you think about it, Jesse, mm-hmm. there's only like a couple of things you can do to a lizard to make it more scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like flight is pretty high on that list. So, so there's I a... mean, it, it's not a stretch to think like, oh, well, you know, in my imagination, the most terrifying creature in my like worldview is this lizard this ginormous lizard thing if they existed simultaneously and then like oh my goodness my worst fears would be if that stupid thing flew like that you know yeah. i guess you could you could extrapolate the two from that but yeah you could and i yeah and it's possible it's just the other seems a little more plausible to me but but um let's see anthropologist david e jones in this article where did dragons come from so Jones okay. did not write this article, but he's he's referenced in it. Who wrote this article? Oh, it's in SmithsonianMag.com. Oh, fancy. And so he's whoever wrote this article, he or okay. she. I don't. It doesn't say here in my clipping, which is unfortunate. This is good. A little bit. Yeah. It's very succinct. So it says, you know, the art. The the author gives. Uh, Let's see, one, two, three, five, six, six possibilities, five possibilities of where they think dragons came from, dragon myth, you know, dragon lore. Mm-hmm. One is dinosaurs, obviously. Yeah. The, the Nile crocodile, which I've heard several other people reference. Right. Um, and they get, they get really big and they're kind of crazy, fierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goanna. Which is in Australia, but I mean, how would it? If the goanna was the dragon, how would that travel? How would that myth travel all the way to Europe? Right. I don't know. That's that's the that's the trouble I have seeing that is like. Yeah, and then whales. So we didn't. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Back then, sure. in, in the day, we didn't know a lot about whales, and if you saw something, if you saw that, a part of size. a whale, you would yeah. be oh, wow. Or even if you saw a dead whale wash up on a beach, you might not know like that it couldn't fly, right? Because we didn't know a lot about flight. In our right, history. exactly. So yeah, you could you could extrapolate all kinds of things from that. Um, but the most interesting, so the last one on the list, where did where did dragons come from? The last place on the list is the human brain, and it says the most fascinating explanation involves an unexpected animal, the human. In his book, An Instinct for Dragons, anthropologist David E. Jones argues that belief in dragons is so widespread among ancient cultures because evolution embedded an innate fear of predators in the human mind, just as monkeys have been shown to exhibit fear of snakes and large cats. Jones hypothesizes that the trait of fearing large predators such as pythons, birds of prey, and elephants has been selected for in hominids. So... Hmm. What he's saying is, his theory is, and I did a little more reading on it. Uh, I couldn't actually get the text of his book because copyrights and stuff, and it wasn't at the library. But uh, what he's saying is that what, whoever our, our evolutionary ancestors were probably did have uh, interactions with ancestors, you know, millions of, or with dinosaurs, you know, ba- way mm-hmm. back. And so that the traits of, of being fearful of flying reptiles. Sure. And large reptiles and reptiles in general is, has been bred in us since the early days of our, of our evolution. So yeah. before we were even homo sapiens, we were being, you know, uh, a healthy fear of reptiles would keep you alive. Right. And so those that trait has just persisted, persisted, and now that it's just we don't really need it anymore, but it's still there as an underlying. Well, and I mean, what about for the like the dinosaurs that could allegedly fly? Like, I mean, yeah, if, if, if yeah, if one, I mean, if one could, then why couldn't the rest of them? There's there's no reason to believe that they, you know, it, like a, a yeah, future a future reptiles. culture. Right, yeah, like, it, but a future culture could be like, well, that one flew. They may have, they may have all flown, and also, then you get a T Rex with wings, you know. Like, it's, also, early humans were were smaller than we are now, and even right. you know the scale, yeah. So the the pterosaurs and everything, they were bigger than 
well, they couldn't have been much bigger than condors, but they could have been that big. And no, right. I, I'm were. just saying, like, but like scale wise, it's like if if a tiny, like if a, if a child imagines something that's mm-hmm. ginormous, it's going to be big to me too. But it's going to be like eons bigger to them. So it's like yeah, if yeah, you're exactly. if you're interpreting it, if you're interpreting their scale on yourself. You may see that as a bigger thing than it really than they really thought it was, even though it was big to them too. Mm-hmm. So I don't Good know. Point. It's it's just it's an it's interesting the theories about where like dra- the idea of dragons came from. They all sound re- relatively explainable. None of them provable, but I mean, like the the burden of evidence I think is on both sides. Is that like you know I I mean kind of getting towards the conclusion is like I I still can't say they didn't exist, but I don't think they existed in the form that we traditionally think dragons do right it would have been i mean that's my opinion so far back you know like there was no dragons in medieval germany right but they claimed that there were but there's some really interesting i think i had this in the outline somewhere there's some really interesting writings that um oh i think that's all i said i mean if you're gonna say that dragons never existed there's some really interesting things that you have to deal with. Yeah. And one is in that Natural History of Dragons article that we referenced earlier. Yeah. This one doesn't have an author either. Come on. Come on, people. Come on, people. Cite your sources. But it's it's on the uh, American Museum of Natural, Natural History. Mm-hmm. And... Let's see, there is a part about Pliny the Younger, Pliny the Elder. According to Roman scholar Pliny the Elder, AD 23 to 79, a dragon could strangle an elephant with its tail. Okay. That's really well, yeah. I mean, I get, yeah, like, I guess it's hard, it's hard to deal with that. It's hard to refute that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if there's like, if there's like an eyewitness account, it's any eyewitness account, it's pretty hard to refute it. But then they go on to say that same little paragraph goes on to say perhaps Pliny heard stories about pythons which can crush and devour large animals, though elephants are beyond their capabilities. But then it, I kind of feel like, why would he say elephants if it wasn't elephants? Right. Like, or, there's no reason to romanticize it and make it, like, and, you know, elaborate on that. It's, I mean, like, it's terrifying if it's not an elephant. I mean, if it's a horse, yeah. it's still terrifying. So, like, wh- like why why say elephant at that point? Right, it's weird. Yeah. There's no there's no reason to embellish that statement. I'm 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 in agreement with you. And then there's the just below that there's the Greeks Greek scholar Philostratus in uh, A.D. 170 to 245. Dragons of the mountains have scales of a golden color and in length excel those of the plain. And they have bushy beards, which are also of a golden hue, and their eyes is sunk. Their eye is sunk deep under the eyebrow, mm-hmm. and emit a terrible and ruthless glance. Look, what? Uh, I mean, what? What is he describing? If it's not right. a dragon? No, it's. I mean, like it. That's not a crocodile. I, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Is like any alternative is still terrifying. Yeah. So, like, okay, fine. It's an alligator that lives in the mountains. How is that not terrifying to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it, they, they're scary in the water. They're really scary if they're up high, yeah. like a mountain lion and an alligator combined. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I need to sleep tonight. <laughs> weird. Yeah, really. Okay. Weird. And then so, there's like, the job thing. Should we read the job thing? I, I mean, it was in one, one of my one of my research articles, one of my like secular, for lack of a better term, research articles. At least I think it was secular. Had it had it in there, and I thought that that was a curious thing for them to quote that much of the Bible yeah, in there. It was right at the beginning, too. It was. It was like one of their fundamental. Um, hang on, it was one of their fundamental yeah, things. I have it. I'll just read it real quick. Oh yeah, you read it. Go for it. It says uh, they set it up as this. Uh, after all, Leviathan, the, math- the massive monster described in detail in the Book of Job, chapter forty-one, seems to describe to describe a dragon in detail. And here is the quote. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength and its graceful form. Who can strip off its outer coat? Who can penetrate its double coat of armor? Who dares open the doors of its mouth, ringed about with fearsome teeth? 
Its back has rows of shields tightly sealed together. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between. They are joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. Its snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flames stream from its mouth. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke pours from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning reeds. Its breath sets coals ablaze and flames dart from its mouth. And when it's just talking about the scales, I could buy that it's the Nile crocodile. Sure. But when he starts talking about the flames... Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just, like, it, for, for anybody who takes the, like, takes all every word of the Bible completely literal all the time, you have no choice but to believe that dragons are exactly everything yeah. we thought about, minus the flight. Like, right, it's got a bunch of teeth, flight, it's yeah. got a ridged back with, uh, with spikes on it, and then it can breathe fire. Like, there's... There, there are no many more ways this thing could say that it could breathe fire. Like every version of yeah. every, so many, every so description many you can just give. saying the same thing. Right. Like the last, the last third of this entire paragraph is about yeah. how it breathes fire. It's hilarious. But it's I mean, like throws out flashes of light. Flames stream from its mouth. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke pours from its nostrils. Its breath sets coals ablame, ablaze. And oh yeah, and flame starts from its mouth. <laughs> Just in case you know the like rays, its eyes like the rays of dawn, and flames streaming from its mouth, sparks of fire. Like if none of that got you, like flames dart from its mouth. Like I mean, there's what if you don't? I mean, like if you don't believe in the Bible, then it's totally easy to continue to refute mm-hmm. all of this. But it's certainly, I mean, aside from any like religious beliefs, the Bible is an old document at the very least, and that like that's that. Theoretically, a lot of the a lot of the historians, the non-Christian historians, think that Job is the oldest book written in the Bible. Yeah, I've heard if that, that is the, if that is the case, and a historical document has this type of description in it, then that might very well be a, an origin story for why. Even I'm not saying that dragons exist because of this. I'm just saying that this might explain why so many people. Oh, where the myth? The Bible. The Bible was spread literature. Mm-hmm. And so, like, spreading, spreading this literature around for any reason, religious or otherwise, this might have perpetuated the idea of dragons. It doesn't True. totally That's explain how... It doesn't totally explain how the Asian culture got the same... I don't know, the same idea, though. Yeah. So, there was a video I saw of a, a dragon, what they claimed was a dragon they found in a cave in China. Yeah. Interesting. It is. No! It looks, it looks so much like... All right, now I'm gonna have to find it. I just yeah, you are. It was one of those the things that I just like. Here, I saw it on YouTube, too. and I just said, ah, bah. that's Tibet. Yeah, nothing. No, it was real dragon movie. was found in the eastern part of Tibet. Hundred percent proof. That is what, that's what this. Hundred percent proof. Well, hundred percent proof. It's a video. Bingo. <laughs> is that it? It's a video. Yeah. What the what? Is, describe it. Though at the video? Yeah. Are you watching like, God, I've got an ad. I got an ad. YouTube. Come on, YouTube. And you know what the ad's for? It's for YouTube Red. It's a it's a YouTube ad for YouTube. Awesome. So Penny, the only thing Penny this wanted is, to uh, watch today was uh, Geico commercials that, with the gecko. She hey, man. They're funny. Geckos. They are funny. That's a, that, those marketers, that's exactly what they want. So this dragon looks... I thought it was hilarious. This, and she, you click on a commercial to watch. And it gives you a commercial to watch before the commercial that you you asked to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, my wife and I have found that rather ironic. Okay, <laughs> so this footage that they're showing, it's not like I was expecting like bones that looked very dragon-like. No, this is like full, full-on like skin and like like the thing fell out of the sky and it's just sitting there. It looks faker than fake. Oh no, the one I saw, it, it actually looks pretty legit. Now this one is called. That the the article descri- or the video description is real or fake, and it says this is this footage is captured by the local Tibetan who live somewhere near there where this dragon fell out of the sky. <laughs> this is totally fake. Not posting that one. Okay. Especially since the first result when I dra- when I type dra- dragon found in Tibet, first result is a Snopes article. Okay, this one is. Uh... <laughs> This is funny. I mean, the video. Okay, the video is kind of. It's the video actually looks good, but okay. the, the caption of, under it says, "Real dragon found alive," and also Bigfoot caught on tape in today's video. <laughs> <laughs> but, nope. 
But, I'm not uh, posting any of these. Here's one from CNN. Here's an article from... No. Okay. Here's an article on CNN. Incredible 50-foot dragon dinosaur unearthed by Chinese farmers. Nice. Is this it? No. 50-foot dragon in quotes. I can hear that now. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's the article on mine. Yeah. Goodness. See the one? So many ads. Uh, this isn't an actual video I saw yesterday. The, okay. There is one I would like to post, though, if I could find it. If you find it, post it to Facebook. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's okay, what we'll so do. That's what we'll so do. Je- Jesse, all, all, of these things, all of these things we've discussed. Oh, werewolves caught on camera. Oh, no, no, this no. Be, this is great. Oh, all my goodness. Things. Before we lose you to, to the, the bowels of the internet, are dragons possible, yes or no? No. Sorry. No? A definitive no? You can't even give, like, a shadow. Come on, there's not even, like, a sliver of a shadow of a doubt. That... And just because they're, they're not literally actually real doesn't mean they're not interesting. I mean, I think oh, what they God. symbolize, which we didn't hardly get into, all the, the depths of subtlety that, of the symbol, symbology... Of, yeah, uh, Eastern versus Western versus maybe Peruvian in the New World dragons. Yes, but it could be super interesting, but you know that's not really our bucket. No, on this podcast. But it okay. is interesting. It would be okay. Fine, you. You're entitled to your opinion. It's kind of like zombies, though. I mean, it's, remember when we talked about zombies and we said, yeah, uh, the interesting thing about zombies is that we're so afraid of it. It's not well, that it's the, it's not we're afraid it's of the or not. It's like yeah, we're afraid of the unknown. Yeah, and kind of like uh, permutations of death and the way that it that we interact with it. That we've made this kind of zombie literature, and and it's so like terrifying that everybody loves it. For mm-hmm. some reason, we're just fascinated by what by what scares us. Yeah, absolutely. Which which makes me think that this reptile, this this uh, innate reptile fear, is kind of a real thing. For whatever reason, maybe it has to do with dinosaurs. Who knows? I agree. I, I I think I have a very similar answer to yours, except for I wouldn't say definitive no, just because I almost never say definitive no. <laughs> I, I don't think dragons. I don't think dragons existed in the way we think they did, if they existed at all. Right. That's so that's, pretty... that's what I'll say about. It. Okay, so being that we are like dreadfully running long. Yeah, we don't really. This is this is a long one. Sorry, I feel bad. Sorry, sorry. It was all that talk about our kids and Christmas. Right. Yeah. Ten minutes less than this is is about where we want to be. Right. Okay. So, what are we talking about? I. What are we talking about after the first year? Okay. In January, we have something interesting. Oh. I think it's interesting. Of course you do. Hopefully, everybody else will too. Okay. Did I get making light of my? uh, No. Selections. No, <laughs> okay. but yes. January is is this old timey science? Old timey science. You know things that we used to think were so. I mean, and by we, I mean just Western Humans. culture. Yeah, and yeah. mostly Western culture. I don't think. Well, that's think true. Eastern, yeah. Eastern th- thinkers ever went down these crazy paths. None of them tried to turn base metals into gold. Yeah. So alchemy, as you mentioned, is a. Uh, is, will be the first one we do in January. And then Frenetics, which is the... Uh, okay, it's so hard to find uh, research on <laughs> this because nobody really wants to admit that it ever happened. Right. But it's the study of... Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. If, no, no, if we'll get to it. To... Just leave it Leave it there. If you want to look it up early, you can, but you'll forget the same as us, what we're going to talk about. And then uh, for the third third episode that month in January... We combine geocentrism and the world is flat, which I guess oh. we ended in. It's great because so I've heard I've heard that, that I've heard the earth, the Earth is flat thing get thrown around a lot as like a like as an obvious like an obvious fallacy. Like oh, these people th- pardon the politicalness of this statement, but oh, these people think Trump's going to be a good president. Like the entire Earth, everybody thought the Earth was flat. It's like oh, okay, well. Well, we'll see. I don't think those two two things are comparable, but whatever. Yeah. So, Who, who's to say? Yeah, I'm curious about why uh, why people think thought these were a good idea, and I think you know part of the part of the idea was to put ourselves in their shoes and say, you know, from a from a fourteen from what they knew at the time perspective, yeah, right. 
is what they knew at the time and where they knew of and yeah like I, I think yeah I think that's the, that's the only way you can look at it otherwise we'll be laughing the entire time mm-hmm. which we very well might do anyway I think we might but you know it's likely we, we want to be informed about why why we want to la- laugh with idea. a purpose laugh with reason laugh with science it's going to be great be good. and I think Jimmy will be back for those so you know you'll get his opinion too laugh with Jimmy yeah <laughs> the laughs will be a plenty excellent I look forward okay well we'll talk to you guys after the new year I hope you have wonderful holidays with family or whoever you celebrate with and we'll talk to you after the first of the year indeed indeed thanks for joining us today visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on twitter facebook and email questions topic suggestions corrections and rants are always welcome also find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible impossible